Let's pray, and then we'll begin. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for um, church. We thank you for your word that we can learn and grow, uh, that we can see um, just how um, how hard it is to follow you, how sinful we are, but yet how gracious and loving and kind and gentle you are, and uh, that you would uh, save us and 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 uh, that you pursue us. Um, and so we thank you for all these things, and may we talk. Have a good discussion here today as we learn about um, your commandments. We love you. We pray in your son's name. Amen. Peter, yes. Okay. Yes, it's counting. We're good. So, TJ. Okay. So today um, we're on the sixth word, and. The, the commandment is you should not murder, right? And so we're going to define um, uh, the Hebrew word for this word kill. Like ESV, I think most translations use the word murder. Um, I think the King James maybe uses uh, kill. And so it was a bit ambiguous, um, but uh, so we're going to define that and then uh, we'll talk about kind of interpretation of, of this law, okay? Um, so the word... The word uh, in, in Hebrew is it's, uh, ratzak, right? And so um, the idea uh, uh, was that um, the majority of the time it was meant um, uh, it was meant that you were not to uh, kill anybody, any human being, uh, unlawfully, immorally. Right? Uh, there, and it, um, I guess uh, murder kind of falls into that category, right? Um, any premeditated slaying of a person um, if you have any yeah, any physical killing of a person right but it can also refer to unintentional killing of another human uh, through careless or negligent behavior um, and that's in De- Deuteronomy 19 where it kind of shows some guy like holding an axe chopping and he accidentally like lets it go and like kills someone like and so so here though we're we're to say kill I guess is a bit too broad um, because um, this this commandment doesn't say that it um, doesn't prohibit all killing, right? So it doesn't it never refers to any military um, killing or anything within the legal system, right? And uh, to say murder, it's a bit too narrow. But for the most most of the most of the time, that's what it kind of entails. Is that's what it's getting at, right? So that's the the word for um, for. For Bratzak. So, you guys have any questions on that? I have a question. Yes. So, is there another word for like killing? Yeah, I think there's. I think there's like eight different words for killing in the Hebrew, but um, they're just it just depends on context and um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there is yeah. Okay. There are a bunch of different words for this type of killing, right? A different type of killing, right? Yes. Um. So. There's a there's a subject verb and an object, mm-hmm. um, and this is a verb. And my question is, what kinds of things can go in the subject and the object? Like, is this human killing human? Yeah. Like human killing yeah. animal. Human killing thing. Yeah. Human um, killing like institution or institution killing right. human. Like what kinds of things fit right. in the subject and object? For this one, I think it's human killing human. But I think there there are. Um, Examples where, like, uh, it talks about an animal killing a human, and so yeah. Is that a different word? I don't know actually. 
I'm not sure. I just know that there's different examples of, of that, but for this one, it's human killing a human. I believe there's eight different Hebrew types of words for, for the word kill. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll have to look that up, do a little more research on that. Cool. And so I, I think uh, for within the Decalogue, um, I would say that we can argue that this commandment in the Decalogue it is held to a higher standard than, for example, man-made laws, right? Um, I, I think every everywhere it's unlawful to kill someone just because people know it's wrong, right? But within the Decalogue, we can argue that um, um, that it's at a higher level uh, because not only because God gave this command, but because within this command He's <coughs> implying something greater than oh, it's just wrong to kill a person. But He's saying that every person is made in His image, right? Um, and so He's saying that life is sacred. Life is um, given to people by Me. Um, so let's look at number two. Why is murder prohibited? Um, and this is basically, we can look at it like, how how does God see and value human life, right? Why is it so important that we not murder? Um, so Genesis one twenty seven. Tim, can you read this for us? So God created man in His own image, in the image of God. So this is, this is really important to understand, right? That man isn't, every single person isn't just some whatever person is. Every person is the image, um, bears the image of God, right? God made man in his own image. Um, I think uh, Michael did um, uh, sermon on Mago Day before, the image of God, right? And how um, each person has, has just, um, has his value given to them by God, right? And so um, that kind of levels everything for us, right? We can't say, like, oh, I'm, we're here, we're better than anybody, whoever, like, in, in poverty or whatever, right? So it kind of levels the playing field. All of us, every single human being created, even the killers and the um, murderers and everything, they are all um, made in the image of God, right? And so God kind of lifts, um, lifts um, life, human life, to uh, elevate it, right, above other created beings, right? Pretty straightforward. Do you guys have any questions? Um, just a comment that yeah. uh, the Genesis one twenty seven um, passage. There's um, there's a parallelism here in, in the word God and God through the author chooses to say this phrase three times and mm. that's that's pretty important yeah um, like it, it actually reminds me of like the like holy 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 is the word God only like taking trouble to say three times like even the Decalogue is only said twice in the Old Testament mm. once, in ex- once in Exodus and once in Deuteronomy and the creation narrative is said twice but God only can say three times yeah what's that three times so God created man in his own image. Oh, wow. In the image I didn't notice of God, that. he created him yes. twice. Male and female, he created That's third time. him. That's three times. Yeah. 
Um, and there's a his own image, image of God, and male and female are all parallel. That's actually kind of interesting too. That's a really good point. That's how how much he he values. Well, he's also put the male and female as the image part. Like, in, in terms of the sentence structure, it seems to suggest that the male and female is equal to his own image instead of individual people, mm. which is kind of interesting. <coughs> I, I'm just saying that that's what, that's what it seems to be saying. Yeah. I don't know how to put that into the system of theology that we have. Um, yeah, so let's look at how. Uh, so this, so this law was um, Jesus brings it back up. He interprets the actual uh, meaning of this law, right, in the sermon, sermon on the mount. And so um, I kind of split up Matthew five, um, kind of Matthew five twenty one to twenty four. I kind of split up within these this area. We'll, we'll take a look at that, but. Let's look at um, how the uh, Pharisees kind of interpreted the law and how Jesus critiques their interpretation, right? So Matthew five twenty one, uh, Todd, can you read that for us? Yeah. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable for judgment. Yeah, thanks. So Jesus is saying here, he said, you have heard it that it was said. And so back then, you know, the, the scribes and Pharisees, they, they had this oral tradition, right? Uh, they passed down their um, teachings just orally, right, uh, through through word to, each, to one another, right? And so um, he's saying that uh, the Pharisees have taught this, that you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. And what he's, what's, what he's saying here is that um, the Pharisees look at this law, and he, he, they're strictly uh, focusing on the letter of the law, right? And he says that... Um, um, Basically, said makes it makes it really. He's just saying that okay, if you murder physically murder somebody, then you are going to be liable to judgment. And judgment here means, and um, one of the commentaries is saying that it means um, you're liable to um, civil authorities, right? So you're just going to be punished according to um, the civil authorities, right? And so they were very strict on the letter of the law, missing the point, right? And so they downplayed the actual intent of the law, making it very easy for them to obey, to obey, right? So they're like, oh, everybody, I mean, all, almost all of us can hold to this letter of the law. You shall not murder. Like, oh, okay, we got this one. We're good, right? And so he's he's saying that, okay, you guys, the Pharisees say this, but what does it actually mean, right? And so so he kind of uh, expounds on this and, and just shows how deep this law goes, right? So if you look at point four, uh, interpretation of the law by Jesus. I have these little notes here. I, I forgot to erase those. <laughs> I take those out before printing it. But, um, so he crit- he critiques the mi- misinterpretation of the law of the commandment by the Pharisees, and he and he teaches the, what the uh, law means and kind of the spirit of the law. What does what is really going on here? Right? What is inherent in this law of um, you shall not murder? Right. And so there's there's two things here. There's a negative command and there's a positive command. Right. Um, and it's it's uh, the same coin, opposite sides of the same coin, right? And so the first command is that we are to actually do, yes, we are not to physically murder anyone, but also it goes deeper than that, right? We're not to even have any inkling or or 
potential in our hearts that can lead to murder, right? And that starts with anger. That starts with all these uh, emotions, right? So let's look at Matthew 5, 22. TJ, can you read that for us? But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Yeah, thanks. So he says, everyone who is angry, right? So that starts from the heart. Um, you begin to develop feelings <laughs> of, of just... Uh, ill will or, or contempt, right? Um, whoever insults and it, and whoever insults and whoever says you fool, right? These things are begin to manifest itself outwardly, right? He begins to you begin to say things, um, and that's why I have this passage here, Matthew fifteen, eighteen to nineteen. Uh, Hanson, can you read that for us? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder. Adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy how um, it's really a heart matter here, right? It's, uh, it's really a matter of is there is there in your heart any seed whatsoever um, that can that can uh, lead to physical murder, right? And we're like, oh no, we, we, that would never happen, right? But given the right circumstances, um, would you? Would this happen, right? Would this, would, uh, would you actually uh, manifest, would your, would the small seeds of anger and hate in your heart, even though you feel like it's contained, like, uh, given the right circumstances, would you, would it lead to murder? He's saying even those seeds um, are murderous, right? Are, are, is sin, right? And so, um, like, if you think about kind of the, um, um, you know, like the, the Nazi regime, right? Like, how is it that, like, so many people, um, so many, so many of these, these, uh, these, uh, soldiers, they, they would, f- uh, follow, what, and, and actually, like, kill Jews, right? Um, and I can imagine not everyone was, like, a crazy lunatic murderer, right? Like, not just looking, uh, not, not just out for blood, but the thought is that each one of us has some sort of, um, hatred in our hearts, um, and he says that hatred, that that uh, animosity towards our fellow image bearers, right? He says that is sin, right? You guys have any comments or questions? I find that the more unkind <coughs> things that I do for someone, the more I dislike them, and the more kind things I do for someone, the more I sort of like them, right? Um, I find that. Yeah, yeah. For me, like I, I'm think, I think of uh, murder. I'm like, okay, I would never actually physically murder someone, right? But um, there have been moments in my life, uh, darker times, right, where like even road rage, um, someone would cut me off, and why did you do that? Right? I don't even, I don't even know this guy. I don't even know this guy, but I'm like, oh man, like you could, you could feel when the anger bubbles up. Like, so I'm gonna pull up next to this guy. This is, this is a true story, by the way. This is coming, this is coming back from, uh, home from Tahoe. Um, um, and, and yeah, we were just eyeballing each other, like, and then this guy was swerving into my, he's like, past the bumper markers, I, I'm like, I can't, I can't swerve anymore, or I'm gonna hit this guy, right, so, if he hits me, alright, whatever, <laughs> so anyways, it was, 
this is going on for at least like 15 minutes. Right? <laughs> and I was like, in, 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 um, genuinely in my heart, I was like, I hope this guy crashes, right? You know, and so like how wicked is our hearts? Like, I, I would say I would never murder someone. Like if I have a knife, I'm not, I, I, I don't feel like I would like stab you, right? But the idea is that, man, we have murderous rage in our hearts, right? We, we hate people, right? And so, oh man, there's so many incidents in my life where, where it's like, yeah, I would never murder someone, but, but the, the idea of even wishing death on someone is bad, right? And I've, I've done that before, and I generally meant it, you know? I was like, I would never, I would never be there to kill you, but I wish death on you, you know? And so, it's crazy how wicked our hearts are, right? country was doing it, right? So they're like, uh, they're basically, um, you know, they're not singled out. Right, and so these become less acts of atrocity so much as um, a rare, clear window into our hearts yeah. that we're actually capable of doing stuff. Yes. If, yeah. as a, if you become part of a group and so you become anonymous, that <coughs> this is very accessible and so we have an individual and a social responsibility one, prevent ourselves from doing such things and, and also to prevent society from creating such opportunities yeah. for such things to happen um, yeah, so it's, it's what is, what is um, our heart's disposition, disposition that kind of gives birth to an eventual behavior, right? Um, yeah, Jesus says like, even these things, that is and even even if you're angry, that is sin, right? Um, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, he says, killing does not only mean destroying life physically, it means still more trying to destroy the spirit and the soul, destroying the person in any shape or form. So in your mind, if you're like, oh, this guy, I hate this guy, what are you saying? Ultimately, you're saying that you hate this guy that God created in his image, right? You're saying that God, you, you created this man in your image, but this guy, he's, he's terrible, like, why did you make him, right? And so it's not its not just that you're anti-this guy. It's that you're, in a sense, anti-God. You're like, why, God? Why would you do this, right? And so that's why we are not to harbor anger, right? Um, I think uh, this, this word, you fool, it's, it's uh, um, this Hebrew word, raka, and it means this worthless person, calling this person stupid, right? You, you're belittling him, right? And so... I think this includes uh, anything that manifests itself outwardly. It could be slander, talking bad about someone, um, even if just friendly. Um, it could be, um, it could be anything, right? It's just, there's so many things you can tease this out into, and you'd be like, "Oh man, I'm guilty." Right? Uh, He's actually not even saying that you want to have a desire to kill someone. He's just saying whoever's angry at his brother. Yeah. Yeah, so so in that I would say that even the seeds that would plant uh, the, the eventual uh, desire right, to want to to harm him. Yeah. 
the risk of jumping ahead, no, another thing, but like, you know, Jesus got mad. Yes. Yes. So are we going to talk about that? Yeah, that's in, that's in number five. <laughs> 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 well, any other comments, thoughts? look at the flip side um, so there's a negative command and then there's a positive right and these two things go hand in hand not only are we to do not harm people physically or even inwardly thinking um, thinking of harm towards them but we are to uh, work to promote the safety welfare and sanctity of life right we're to love others right um, and so I think it's I think it's it's easy for us to be like okay this one I can work on. I can work on not harboring anger. Like, I'm good with that. But it goes much further than that, right? We're to actually to love people. And to love people doesn't mean just to be passive. It's to actually be active in our love towards people, right? Um, so let's read a few verses. Matthew 5. Don, can you read Matthew 5.23 for us? Yeah. <coughs> So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and then remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Yeah, so Jesus here, he's, he's talking about the importance of um, the importance of um, not having any animos- animosity towards your brothers, right? Um, it, 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 in the sense that even um, there's a precedence of, of that over even coming to worship, right? If you come to worship God and you're, you're, you have this hateful feeling towards somebody, you have animosity or you know you wrong somebody, um, God's just like, dude, like, go fix that, man. Like, otherwise, why, why are you here in a sense, right? And so um, we are not to leave uh, uh, relationships bad. Uh, and, and yes, uh, maybe the other side doesn't want to reconcile but it is up to you to do what you can to pursue and love this person, right? He says, be reconciled to your brother, right? And then come and come and worship. Um, Leviticus 19, Cat, do you have a paper? Sorry, if you don't. Mm-hmm. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love them as yourself. I am the Lord. Yeah, thanks. And in this... Um, in Leviticus is talking about the law for the Israelites, right? And so, if you read it, it sounds like okay, your your neighbor is just fellow Israelites, right? And we'll, a couple verses down, we're gonna um, see that no, it's not just it's just not not just your own people, but it's it's everybody, right? 
So that's Leviticus. Matthew 22. Chelsea, can you read that for us? Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Yeah, that's crazy. Loving God, loving your neighbor. On these two commandments depend all the law and prophets, right? Everything sums up into these two things. How important is it that we love God and love our fellow man, the image bearers of God, right? Uh, Romans 13, Austin. Yes. I feel like um, on this standard, um, not only have I committed murder a few times in my life, um, but by neglecting the positive comment, comment, I've committed murder against every single human being that I've ever come in contact with. Um, Because there have been times where I refrain, withhold love, because I'm frustrated or I'm angry or I'm tired. And so it's a pretty damning requirement because it it means I'm guilty comprehensively every day, virtually every moment. Yes, yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. The, The command extends so far. It's like, wow, you know? It's not just that we're to leave them alone and be cool with people, but it's to to genuinely love them, uh, to take care of them, and to work to promote their safety, their welfare, right? Yeah. Um, So that's what Jesus said. Uh, Paul says the same thing, Romans 13. Um, Yeah. Romans, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Yeah. This is everything, right? Um, Paul is, is just expounding on um, on the law as well, of what Jesus has said and taught, right? Um, and so we can ask, who is our neighbor? And these, these last three verses, um, next three verses will will say it's not just fellow believers, it's not just your fellow Israelites or Jews, right? But it's it's everybody. It's your enemies, right? Uh, Matthew 5. Derek, you want to read Matthew 5 for us? Sure. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. So so he said, you have heard it said, so the Pharisees were teaching, you shall love your neighbor. Neighbor, they thought, was their fellow Israelites and hate your, um, hate your enemy, right? And it never says that in... The, the laws, right, uh, the OT laws, but they added that in. Um, but he's saying, Jesus is saying, no, no, that's wrong, right? But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's not just the people, not just your friends, your family, um, fellow believers, but it's, it's even your enemies, right? We are to love um, all people, right? Uh, Galatians 6. Uh, yeah. Real quick. Um, I know it says earlier that, um, like, this... The, all, all of this doesn't apply in a, a military setting. Yeah. But um, does does that extend to, like, self-defense? Because you could argue, mm-hmm. like, as, as Tim pointed out earlier, like, the, the Nazi soldier, yeah. we, we live in an era where there's a, a strange, where technology <coughs> allows for, like, an institutionalized kind of, like, a system yeah. of, of killing. As in, this, uh, any soldier might argue, like, well, I didn't completely agree with it, but it's either me or them in that chamber. Mm. So, um, do you think that would kind of extend? Like, if someone was threatening your life, 
Yeah. Would you always yeah. choose them over you? I, <laughs> in the spirit of right, right. Um, I, I don't know. saying how a lot of soldiers sign up for for um, for a tour of duty because they want to experience the sensation of killing someone. Mm. Yeah. And so I think um, if you're a Christian soldier, you are it is legitimate right to kill people because you're a soldier. Mm-hmm. But I think you can still kill people in love, right? Um, <laughs> because you're defending what is good and right. Um, and um, even the act of killing is some is it can be uh, an act of justice, right? If they're if it's legitimate combat, but but I, I think basically like our motives are so twisted that even you know like even in self defense there are like so many legal cases where like your your life is in danger, but then you go crazy and you you, mm-hmm. you, you strike back far harsher than is legitimate to basically preserve your life. Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, well, it's not a military thing. Um, my understanding of the military thing is that it is very, very um, strict when you're authorized to use lethal force. Like, there's a chain of command, and um, the act of killing is very controlled because um, because they teach both. At the same time, they teach the means to kill someone, but they also teach you to have the discipline to not do so unless you're ordered to. I mean, you know, there, there is the aspect, there is a negative aspect. Yeah, that's what it is in the legal, following orders. Yeah, the legal paperwork. But it was interesting because they were saying, like, in the heat of battle, a lot of soldiers lose it. Yeah, take mm. that moment, and nobody will say anything. Mm. See. So, even see. If, so even if someone is, like, sort of surrendering, you can go ahead and kill them. It's kind of like that um, that uh, illustration you gave about that soldier in the, the Vietnam War, where he just, like, headbutts and, and that woman, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on to that thought. These are these are good. This is good conversation. But yeah, great. Um, so we have a few minutes. Let's talk. Let's finish out uh, what we're gonna uh, go through here. Matthew five. Uh, no, we read that already. Galatians six, right? Uh, 
Derek, you read directly. Uh, Jeff, can you read Galatians 6 for us? So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's explicit here, right? He says, do good to everyone. And he says, everyone, not just fellow believers, because in the next line, he's, in the next uh, phrase, he says, especially to those who are the household of faith, right? So yes, we are to take care of those within our household of faith, our fellow believers, fellow brothers and sisters, right? But it says, let's do good to everybody, right? So it's, it's clear, right? Right here, right? Um, Romans 12, uh, Nathan, can you read this for us? Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah, so it's, it's clear here that we are to um, love our enemies, right? And, and yeah, there are, there are those times where we'll be like, but justice, right? What about, what about this guy that wronged me? Um, what's going to happen? Paul's saying here that we are to, we're to, uh, um, we're to, we're to take care of him. We're to love this guy, right? We're to, we're to uh, um, watch out for him, right? In, in the sense, we are to let, um, let God uh, take care of of um, the workings of, of vengeance, right, and justice, right? Um, yeah, we could go pretty deep into that, but for the sake of time, we'll we'll keep going, okay? So let's touch on, uh, is it always wrong to be angry, like TJ asks, right? Um, and we have um, we have uh, accounts here of Jesus getting angry, um, God's wrath, and then um, Paul teaching us to be angry but not to sin, right? Um, Gail, can you read Mark 3 for us? Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus <coughs> to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. Yeah, so this passage, it was when when they were questioning Jesus doing stuff on the Sabbath, right? Um, and Jesus saying he's, he's the Lord of the Sabbath, right? And here he's... He's um, he gets angry that the Pharisees they don't they don't understand, right? He's he's angry at their um, just their I guess their hate towards him, right? Um, and not loving, not doing the right thing. He's, they're strictly by letter of the law, not understanding the true intent of all these laws, right? And so so Jesus is angry, right? Um, Romans one eighteen. Michael, can you one eighteen for us? The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth yeah so God is angry it's we see it throughout scripture that he does have anger he does have wrath judgment is coming right but all these things are against sin it's against unrighteousness things that are ungodly right um, and then Ephesians 4 26 Ezra can read that for us be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down in anger right so we see that it, we see that it's okay that it's it's okay to be angry in one sense, but we shouldn't be consumed by our anger. We shouldn't let um, our anger 
uh, lead us towards sin, right? And uh, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't put it down, but verse 27 of Ephesians 4 says, uh, says give no opportunity to the devil, right? Um, and so the idea is that this anger, um, sure, there can be righteous anger. There's righteous indignation. When you see um, harm and, and, and evil happening to... Um, just happening um, to people, right? Uh, we can talk about rape and, and murder and, and theft against um, in it, lawfully innocent people, um, and we say, "No, that's wrong. How can you guys? How can you do that? What? Why? Like you can get angry at that, but but we are not to be consumed <clears throat> by our anger, right? We're not to go go out and and um, uh, go past the bounds of the law and, and do our own thing of." of Hating this guy and, and wanting him to die, right, and phys- or even up to physically killing this guy, right? So, well, I, th- I think the difference more is yeah. um, self-serving anger versus yes. anger in service. That's good. Yeah. So it's not that you're consumed. Like you can say God is consumed by his anger. Yes. Um, so it's not the extent, but it's the motive, or it's the um, what you're protecting. That's good. So self-serving anger versus. But that applies to God, um, not to us, right? And, like, that doesn't apply to God, it applies to us. So, like, God can be self-serving, but that's because he's God. Yeah, so, um, if you want to throw God into the thesis, yeah. the, new, the new statement is, um, not sinful man serving anger, but um, holy God serving anger. So, I think, for God to be true and right, he'd have to serve himself. Or, maybe you could put it, maybe, maybe you could make it God-centered in that. All your anger has to all anger has to serve God, and so if God is angry, then God serves Himself. But if we are angry, we must serve God, because like I, I that's an interesting thesis. Because like the Mark three passage, I just thought it was it just struck me how ludicrous this was. The, the statement to see whether He would heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse Him, and so they're using the observance of the law to indict God. And that's just so ludicrous. So I just never realized it until I read it just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and so I think it's it's not just okay to be angry. We should be angry in certain situations, and it's a great motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, we we ought to be angry at injustice, and then that'll propel us outward to do acts of service <coughs> and sacrifice. So it's because you really care. That's yeah, anger means you care. Actually, the greatest act of hate is to not care. So if something bad happens to somebody, and you just say. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. That's an act of hatred. Yes. And it also turns you into a terrible monster. A callous person. Sorry, Gary. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> we have time. We have time. I'm just <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't keep looking. I just, it's a bad habit of mine. Just like, you know, we have time. We're, we're fine. That's right. Right. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so we see that this law is, is far. It's, the extent of it is, is ridiculous, right? So, okay. So, so very simply, all all humans are image bearers of God. Right? Every single person, in any context, right? We're all image bearers of God. Um, we're to not physically harm or even potential potentially harm anybody. Any seeds of anger in our hearts, right? We're not to have that. But also, we're to be active in our pursuit of uh, preserving, caring, and loving life, right? And so, it's crazy. Like Michael was saying, like we all fail at this to some degree, right? And so, so this law was not meant to be like, okay, you can follow it. Right. It's meant to it's meant to smash any hope of us being righteous, right? It's like, like you guys all failed. You guys, there's no way you guys can follow this, right? And so it's, I would say it's it's like it just crushes your heart. It's like 
what are we why like what do we do that's crazy right i can i can try to work towards these things but still it's like oh man we, we cannot fulfill what we're called to do right and so um, number six the law reveals our sins and shows us we cannot keep the law Romans 7, 9-11 says, I was once, um, this is Paul talking, I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive, and I died. And so, there's a couple different um, interpretations of this, but the idea is that um, once once he uh, he understood the commandments, then he realized that his his heart is evil, that he's, that he's wicked, right? Um, so the law kind of reveals to us our hearts. It reveals to us how wicked and fallen we are, right? Um, and then uh, number seven, Jesus loses his life in order to give us life. I'll read this really quick. First Peter 2, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges, judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls, right? And so, so it was, it was, uh, hate. It was, um, um, these Pharisees were actually physically looking to kill Jesus, right? Um, so he was murdered, right? He was murdered. He, they, they, uh, this law that they were trying to keep, they, they actually, um, physically killed this guy because they thought he was, you know, he was, he was, uh, um, um, he was wrong, right? And so, um, um, you know, the song, uh, How Deep uh, the Father's Love, it's, we all take part in, in that murder, right? It says, um, what's the, uh, the part where it says, um, ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers, right? And so all of us, in a sense, we, we, in our hearts, we murder, right? We murder God because we don't love, um, we don't love God the way that we are. We should love God, right? We don't take care of people the way that we should take care of people, right? And so, because of that, Christ had to die, right? So He loses His life um, in order to, to give us new life, right? And I think I think that's it's, it's pretty crazy because it's uh, Jesus didn't come with force or power. Um, in the sense that we see power, right? But he comes to um, he comes to win our hearts, right? And that's through uh, laying down his life, right? That's through gentleness. That's through kindness, um, and that's how he, he captures our hearts, right? Um, it's through love and sacrifice, kind of what he's commanding us to do, right? And I think also um, it, we're not just left to being destroyed by our own sins. Yes, we can never fulfill this uh, perfectly, but. Um, as Jesus died for us to give us new life, right? As we're believers, He empowers us, right? The Holy Spirit gives us strength to continue to work towards these things, right? And so, um, it's not just like, okay, I'm never going to reach this, so why try, right? No, the Holy Spirit, um, the the example of of Christ on the cross, He and His sacrifice for us it helps us to be like, okay, this is how it's done, right? Not only does He bring us into this place where we can do it, but He shows us how it's done, right? Um, and so we have, this is how we grow. We grow in the, we, we continue to grow in love um, and care for others. Um, and that's, that's God working in us, right? So you guys have any other comments, thoughts, or questions before we close out?
All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you that um, you are so good to us. Forgive us of our sins, of our um, fallenness. But we thank you that you cover us, that you um, you bring us redemption, you reconcile us um, when there's no way we could um, do that on our own, Father. So we thank you that um, it is all by grace that we are saved. It is all by grace that we can love and pursue um, the well-being of others to show them um, that um, how you love us, Father, and that we would... Uh, just really care for your image bearers, Father, and we take care of one another, God. And so uh, continue to convict us of this. Um, continue to push us forward in growing in this, that we know that um, you give us the power to do these things, God. And so because you've done it for us, God. So we love you so much. Be with us as we worship today. And we love you. We pray in your son's name. Amen. Thank you,